Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Joe from the Car Jomez podcast, and we're going to start a little differently this week. As I am sure anyone listening to this is well aware, this week we lost Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, um, someone who, listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that we were the best of friends, but he was someone I definitely knew, someone I definitely had a relationship with, and uh just wanted to take a couple minutes and really reflect upon my double main man, Uncle Razor. And Gomez, obviously, uh, you didn't know him, but no. What was uh what are your memories of Razor Ramon gonna be? Razor Ramon was the best. I remember first seeing those vignettes. That's when uh when a new guy was coming, they always had Little clips, little skits going on for a few weeks. And Razor Ramon is one of the ones I always remember. Who don't remember Razor Ramon just popping up on your screen? Hey, yo. You're like, who the hell is this guy? Running us down, talking us we ain't worthy. Look at me. I'm the best. Oh, I loved it. Uh, Same for me. I didn't watch WCW uh, or as a kid or anything. So I didn't know Diamond Stud or... Uh, big Scott Hall from AWA. So to me, this was just someone who was brand, brand new. But right from the jump, he was like the coolest motherfucker ever. Yeah, it was like, who is this? Check this new guy out. It's the best. And uh, one of the things I remember, too, was I was probably like 10 years old. And it was like one of the first times I ever did like backyard wrestling before like backyard wrestling was a thing. Uh, it was just, you know, like my brother and I and the kids from the neighborhood, like, we're like, didn't no one wanted to play baseball or anything today. We want to do something different. So like, oh, we're going to wrestle. And then you had to pick like the wrestler you wanted to be. Oh, yeah. You know, no one. We didn't have like characters. It was like, who do you want to be? And I remember like the first two guys off the board were, oh, I'm Razor Ramon and, and I'm Big Daddy Cool. Like those are the first two guys who got picked. Hell so yeah. um that was really my introduction and obviously i remember uh the ladder match at wrestlemania 10 as someone who didn't have cable at that time i actually had gotten invited to one of the kids from down the block was I, his mom was letting him buy wrestlemania so we had like people over the house so i remember i had like baseball practice early in the day and then from there i went right to his house and Love it. caught the uh Caught the ladder match. What a match, bro. Match was crazy back then. You watch it now, and you're like, all right. But back then, bro, come on. Some crazy shit. Were you uh, as big a fan, like, when he jump shipped to WCW? Of course, bro. What was better than the NWO, the Outsiders? It was amazing. Because that was one of the first times you had someone jumping the other way. And these guys, I mean, Razor and Diesel were goddamn popular and for them to be on wcw out of nowhere it was like yo what the fuck and they played up the outsider oh you know who that is what oh my what are they doing here they did it perfect bro it was amazing so i i mean obviously like history setting angles like both scott and kev becoming like two of the most influential yes wrestlers that ever lived you know because of that but um I wasn't watching at that point. That was once, like, really everything had gone to cable. I was out of wrestling for a while up until probably, like, 
late 97, early 98. And um, so, like, I really, by the time I, like, got back into it, you know, the NWO almost felt like it was on, on its way down. Sure, like, yeah, it was it was still hot, but, like, it didn't feel like an invasion to me. Like, I was like, oh, just all these guys work here, and they're in a faction. Yeah, I get because that's after the Sting match, so, like, things are starting to... On the way, that's definitely the the decline of the NWL. So I get that, but no, that's all we talked about in school, bro. Yo, did you see Razor and Diesel? On oh, what? This is crazy. And then when Hogan joined, forget about it. NWO was the shit, bro. That was our shit. You know, and Scott, like there were times where, like you and I had this talk, um, maybe like a month ago uh, when I did the last major pod show that Big Kev was at. And I said something like, if you're not entertained by Kevin Nash at this point, like there's something wrong with you. But like at that point, like I was not entertained by Kevin Nash. No, I I never thought I would love Kevin Nash so much. Even like Diesel was cool. I like Shawn Michaels. I was a big Shawn Michaels kid. Uh, So Diesel was cool because he hung out with Shawn Michaels. But then they broke up and it was like, you know, I don't want to see this guy. Like, who cares? And then all of a sudden, NWO. But even that, I was never a Wolfpack guy. I never, I was like, oh, I don't like staying with the red face and Kevin Nash. Like, I was uh, never into that. But later in life, Kevin Nash is just the greatest thing on the, on the world here. I love him. Yeah. But, like, throughout that, like, even when, like, I get back into it and I start becoming a quote-unquote smart fan, Scott Hall was still fucking cool. Scott Hall was always. Scott Hall Always. Kevin Nash, no. I think also I like Scott Hall because I always loved like wrestling. Like I, I enjoyed watching wrestling. And I was like, yo, Razor Mo has some good matches. Like, oh, that was a good match on that show. I always thought he was a fantastic wrestler. So then when you have Kevin Nash, like, oh, this big guy doing this slow big guy shit, you know. So, yeah, Razor was always the the my favorite in that group. You know, because, like, I wasn't necessarily, like, by that point, you know, I wasn't looking forward to Hogan matches or yeah, Nash exactly. matches, Goldberg yeah. matches, 100%. fucking Stone Cold even. Like, I was too cool for Stone Cold at the oh, time. Oh, my like, goodness. That's oh, never, never all too does, cool for Stone Cold. All he Cold. does is punch and kick. Uh, woe is me. <laughs> fucking give me more of this Crash Holly guy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was wondering what name you would Crash Holly. <laughs> You know, but like Scott Hall could have fucking clubbed baby seals, and I would have been like, you know what? You fucking go get him, Scott. You show those seals. That seal was. deserved it. He obviously <laughs> did something to deserve that. <laughs> he, like Scott wouldn't be clubbing those baby seals no, for no reason. No reason. <laughs> you know, and then years later, and going back, this is, you know, a couple of years ago now. Um, Scott was very good friends with one of my buddies, Damian Darling. And Damien was going to be doing a showdown in Tampa and Scott was going to be on it. And he's like, yo, do you want to get booked? We'll, we'll hang out and, you know, with, with the bad guy. That was how it was pitched to me. Like, Oh, come do this show. We'll, we'll spend the weekend hanging out with the bad guy and, you know, doing a little wrestling show in Tampa. So, uh, Scott comes into town. We, uh, pick him up at the airport and you're just watching the dude like walk through the terminal and you're like, this is Scott fucking Hall. Like toothpick in his mouth as he's walking through the airport. Love it. Love it. Like just like always, like if you had to go anywhere, like he wouldn't go. 
yo, let me get my gimmick first. And he'd reach like in his pocket, have like always had a stash of toothpicks, and he wouldn't go anywhere without the toothpick in his mouth. He goes, That fucking thing has made me a lot of money. I love it. <laughs> you know, our buddy P Cool was with us that weekend. We took him everywhere with us. And it was cool. Like that was really cool. I always think about that. Like it was very cool that like I was kind of able to share that with Pete because like I've had a lot of cool wrestling adventures, but I don't really get to share them with my friends. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like no, it's your wrestling you know, friends like, doing fun stuff. Yeah, it's you guys have come and seen me do a lot of stuff, whether there's major pod shows or just regular wrestling shows. But like Pete got to kind of get like a little taste of the business like for a sure. weekend. And I remember like Scott wanted sushi bad, like when he got off that plane. Pete has no interest in sushi. <laughs> and he, even me, like I eat like the fake sushi sushi. Sure. You know, like the, the shrimp temporas of the world. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> but we go to this place and we're having sushi, and Pete like is kayfabing the whole time that he doesn't like sushi, has uh-huh. no idea what to order or anything like that. And like Scott asks him, he's like, Yo, like, what's the problem? You don't know what you like? And Pete's like, Well, I don't really like sushi. And Scott just like smiling, he's like, what a brother. He knew I wanted sushi and didn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> you know, we and we go to the wrestling show, and so is uh, Damien and I in the car with Scott, and we're heading over early because we got to be there. And at this point, I've known Scott like two hours. And, man, like this whole weekend is just like I have so many memories of just this one weekend. But I'll never forget, we're stopped at a red light. I'm driving. Scott's sitting shotgun. And he just looks at this fat kid driving him around. (laughs) And he goes, hey, man, let me ask you. Are they paying you in cupcakes tonight? (laughs) (laughs) And... I thought that was one of the funniest things I had ever heard. This is out of nowhere, bro. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, he must like me because he's making fat jokes. Yes. Yes. You know. <laughs> but like, I'm fucking dying. I said, no, actually. I go, I negotiated for a box of devil dogs instead. So he Love goes, it. oh, oh, you're over like that then. You get devil dogs out of <laughs> I go, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty big in Tampa. Love it. So uh, we get to the show, and Kevin was actually on the show as well. You know, I walk into the building, me, Damien, and Scott, and just all put our bags down together in the same place, you know, because we all came together. So the three of us are like sitting there shooting the shit, getting changed and stuff. And Big Kev walks in and he sits down in like this corner with us. So now I'm like just sitting there getting dressed with the outsiders. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. <laughs> and. <laughs> As uh, and I had met Kevin before. Not that he would remember me or anything, but I had been around him before. Sure. So like I, you know, knew what to expect from him. Scott, this was the first time I'd met him, and at this point, I'm in the business probably 15 years, and um, I'll never forget. You know, like I get dressed and I got like my, my trunks on, and you know the show hasn't started yet, so I like I have a t-shirt and trunks on. And I'm just walking around. Got to do uh, your still photos and stuff, and. Hall and Nash are sitting there together, like 
fucking the kids in the back of the classroom just making fun of everyone else. <laughs> and Nash goes uh, to me, he goes, hey, brother. Like he sees this fat kid in trunks, you know, he goes, I think you forgot to put on the rest of your gear. And I look over and I stop and I go, hey, Tarzan, if you had a body like this, they wouldn't have had to hide you in the back of every shot and magic mic. <laughs> so the two of them pop and now I'm laughing. So now I'm like, OK, cool. I got over with, you know, the outsiders yeah. laughing at my joke, you know, that's like, great. <laughs> Uh, I went and had this match with like this green kid and he wasn't very good, but it got over. It was like, we were like second on the card. So we went and gave them a lot of Gaga, got them into it, whatever. Sure, and it. I'll never forget. I get to the back and the, the guy broke my rib in the, in the, at the end of the match, which sucked, Ugh. but you know, I had to like crawl, legitimately crawl to the curtain to get through the curtain. Everyone mm. just thought I was selling. Um, but like I get through the curtain, I like pull myself up. I'm trying to catch my breath, and I see fucking Razor just running down the stairs, and he's you know moving slow. I mean, but like he's coming with a purpose. So I'm like, holy shit! Like he's about to heal me out. Like <laughs> what I, I do? What, yeah, hundred percent. Like <laughs> what I'm did so I do? Shit. Fucking shook. <laughs> and um. And he, he grabs me. He goes, where's the fucking guy that you worked? I go, he's right over there. So he like looks over. He's like, hey, hey, come here. So he waves that kid over. And he goes, he looks at that kid. He goes, you guys had a really good match. He goes, but where you screwed up, meaning the other guy, mm-hmm. goes, where you screwed up is that you didn't want to listen to him. And you should have because he's fucking great. And I was like, what? Like fucking six to midnight. I could have fucked the wall right there. I was so fucking turned on. And uh, like, like at that point, like my brain is just on autopilot. Like I, and he's just like, he, you could tell he knows what he's doing. He's the heel. He's supposed to be leading the match. And you just wanted to get your shit in. You need to listen to him. And he turns to me, he goes, you could have had that match anywhere in the country and people would have been up for it. Because even though he didn't want to work with you, you still got it over. And I was like, holy shit. So I like, and at this point I'm like, he's gotta, like I, my first instinct is that he's, you know, he's ribbing me, you know, but like, he didn't have to give a shit. Like he could have very easily just sat in the locker room, not watched the match at all. No, not watched the match at all. Yeah. You know, and then he had a spot later in the show. He had a meet and greet during intermission. After intermission, uh the darling is like, yo, let's let's get the fuck out of here. So we we get our money and we go to the parking lot and um Scott grabs his stuff and he comes in, goes to throw his bag in the trunk. And um, I say, do you want to go back to the hotel or do you want to come out to a bar with us? We're going to go to a karaoke bar. Scott goes, brother, you really asking me if I want to go party with the boys? (laughs) So Scott Hall, (laughs) I was just talking to Damien about this the other day. We were on the phone for a long time, just like reminiscing. And uh, Scott Hall, in the middle of this parking lot, with my trunk open, sits on the back of my bumper, 
takes his pants off and starts changing into bar appropriate like jeans and stuff puts on like a nice <laughs> pair of jeans and then he sees i've got like this case of water in my trunk that i just like was too lazy to bring into my apartment so it was just in the trunk he goes do you mind if i take one of these i was like no go right ahead you know it's, it's a bottle of water what, what am i i'm gonna tell razor ramon no no, no yeah. bro get your own water so he like he changes in the parking lot because he's now he's hyped to be going out with the boys he takes a bottle of water has like two sips and he looks at me like with all the venom in his eyes that a person could muster and he goes did you really just give me a warm bottle of water How dare you? <laughs> like I'm like, oh my god! Like I, just, he was being so nice to me, put me over, like all this shit. Oh my god! And like Damien was getting kind of hot because like him and Scott were like really cool, like on a on a very real level. And like Scott kept saying, "Bro, you should have seen his match." He's like, "I know you were calling your shit, but your boy here had a really good match and really knows what the fuck he's doing. You wouldn't think that because he's a fat piece of shit. <laughs> but Damien was getting hot because he's like, yo, Scott, like, what about me? Like, put me over. Well, how's my match? what I do? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it was fine. Like, <laughs> We go to this karaoke bar in Tampa that Pete and I used to love going to. Whenever we had people in town, we'd always bring them there. Gasper's Grotto. Saturday nights, it was like an outdoor patio lounge with karaoke and fucking you could just go and like you could get hammered and like drinks weren't very expensive. So you could go fucking blackout drunk and maybe spend like 40 bucks like it was a great place to be. Uh, But we bring Scott there and we're just having a good time. Scott like Scott always loved. All right. I'll take a Mick Ultra and a shot of Patron. A boom shot a patron and a mick ultra shot a patron and mick ultra and i'm drinking everyone's drinking having a good time so i i sign up for karaoke because i'm like well i love karaoke but also i gotta pick my my best song because i want to impress the bad guy and i sing um jump in the line by harry belafonte <laughs> that's your best song <laughs> that's my go-to karaoke song <laughs> okay <laughs> You know, from Beetlejuice, jump in the line. Yeah, it's great. Your body. It's so <laughs> I'm like, it, you know, it's a crowd pleaser. It gets the crowd going, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I remember getting up on stage, and I'm like destroying the song, absolutely slaying. Of course. And I remember at one point, like I see Scott, and he leans over and says something to the darling, and Damien gets hot. And I don't know what he said, but I can see Damien get hot. And I'm like, ooh, that's going to be fun. I finish the song. I get, like, you know, the polite applause because, like, people don't go crazy for the karaoke people, but they enjoy yeah. it. So they, I get, like, a polite applause. I come down. The darling grabs me by the shirt, pulls me over, and he goes, do you know what fucking Scott just said to me? And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, you saw I was on stage. <laughs> and he goes, this guy was watching you and thought it was okay to just tell me, yo, bro, your buddy's a fucking star. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, Scott's just putting me over and Damien's getting hot. Like, you know, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You know, and just like Razor thought I was great. 
and even like I it's like it's so ridiculous to think about like this is like I said one of the most influential people in the history of the business and during my career a lot everyone judged me on looks and not by um what I could actually do the way I could cut promos I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was the greatest wrestler who ever lived I was probably second best um but like a lot of people just shit on me for appearance, which I thought was nonsense because everybody wanted that ring of honor style in like, you yes. know, that late that's 2000s. The time. Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. You know, so like you got all these guys who looked alike, acted alike, had the same haircuts, the same bullshit tribal tattoos and just went oh, out yeah. there and did fucking arm drags for 15 minutes to, uh, a, you know, zero reaction from the crowd. And Scott was just very entertained by me. And it was like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like validation. It was like, here's someone who has fucking done it at like the highest level you could possibly do it. And and he understood it. He appreciated it. And he liked it. And even at one point, like, and, and this was, I always thought this was him just blowing smoke up my ass this part. He's like, brother, I'm on the good boy program right now. So if I ever got to be one of those guys at the performance center, the first thing I'm doing is bringing you with me. <laughs> and I was like, I, I I, doubt that'll go over well, but thank you. <laughs> but like just by the end of that weekend, you know, we, like we spent a lot more time together. We went to a barbecue, hung out by the pool had dinner another night, uh, you know, he had my number. We stayed in touch for a while, just texting back and forth. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Whatever. Um, you know, I called him Uncle Razor. Like, at, at one point, I, I, he was like, yo, you know, you should, you should really get a tattoo of me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the conversation. And I was like, I'll, I was like, yeah, I'll get your face right on my thigh. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you don't want a stupid tattoo because you never know what will happen. But he's like, you got to do it subtly. He's like, you got to have a nice subtle tattoo, but have it be about me. He's like, that's why you get like that, the old Razor logo. The Razor. Just, razor. Yeah. The actual Razor. Yeah. He's like, you yeah. just get that. You just, Perfect. You put that. That way I know it's about me, but everyone will just be like, oh, that's a cool Razor. It's a good gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good gimmick. <laughs> um. And it's I haven't spoken to Scott in a while, and I feel bad about that. I should I I should have I'm very bad when it comes to keeping in contact with people who who don't basically reach out first. And Scott really wasn't doing well um, once the whole COVID thing started. Scott always. Um, he always described himself as a professional traveler. Hmm. He, when he was on the road and making towns and around the boys, that's where he was Scott and that's where he was happy. And when he was home, he really didn't know how to be home. Um, he, you know, obviously his home life was um, not great between uh his ex-wife and whatever problems with his kids and even before that 
Uh, I think everyone knows about the incident while he was working at the strip club in the early 80s <laughs> where, uh, you know, like he legitimately killed a guy and that haunted him. I mean, he said there's not a day in his life that goes by where he doesn't like that doesn't play itself back in his head. And terrible. like, I can't imagine what it's yeah. like to go through. Sounds terrible. Yeah, exactly. And uh, really, once COVID came about and you couldn't go anywhere. Yes. Um, Scott, he just, he didn't know how to be happy when he wasn't on the road. And he would get very lonely and he would get very down on him, on himself. And he'd go back to all the vices that got him into all the trouble in the first place. And I don't know if that's why he ended up falling in the house and causing him to have to have this, this surgery in the first place, but I'm, I'm sure it didn't help. And, and it sucks because, you know, my Damien was saying the other day, he's like, you know, with everything he had been through, he's like, and I know this sounds stupid, but, I never thought Scott would die. You know, you just see someone who, yeah. If Scott would have died fifteen it. years ago, you know what I mean. Sure. Like if he would have yes, died fifteen already, years ago, he went through it. He's good. Like please. yeah, like you know, guess, he's in a better place. He's doing okay. Like yeah, he's kind of got. A, and when you when you would be around Scott and you and Scott was good, Scott. Holy shit, man! Scott was the cool scott was the coolest motherfucker i've ever met in my life and probably will ever meet in my life and i'm very upset to to lose my uncle razor and once again there are people who knew him longer and loved him more and were closer with him but he was someone who made a a definite impact in the short time uh that i knew him and you know professionally one of the greatest names you know during the greatest times in the wrestling business and in my experiences with him like i said the the coolest motherfucker who's ever lived so uh scott i will miss you i mean the outpouring of scott hall memories on the internet is like uh, some stories everyone has some story of a meet and greet or just I was a certain age at WrestleMania 10 and like, I loved him ever since. And I don't know if he like truly realized like what he meant to the fans, you know, I, people don't, they don't, you know, know, when you're in the moment, like I saw Nash wrote something like, I wish we would have taken a minute to laugh a little bit more. Yeah, because when you're in that moment, you're just go 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 go. Okay, you never know when it's gonna end. Well, yeah, you're you're out there trying to make money, and you know it's okay. Here we're we're in this town. Let's get to the show. Get in the car. Get to the next town. And you're, you know, you. What's the the line from the office? I always think about is um, Andy from the office, and he says something like, um, "I wish." you would know that you're in the good old days before it's in the past. And more than anything, I just hope that he can relax now. I hope he can rest because he dealt with so much shit and made such an impact on 
so many people like you're a TV star for 20 years. People feel like they know you when you're so invested in wrestling and they, they feel like they know you. And I just hope that he has some level of peace now that he really didn't have while he was part of this existence. So uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to, Go and give you the regular show and some some laughs and some fuckery. But love you, Scott, and thank you for everything. We'll be right back with uh, regular shenanigans. of the internet there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe joe a chubby italian nebbish with a slamming tan and gomez a puerto rican when convenient who doesn't speak a lick of spanish their mission to combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 287 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always... I'm Joe from the car, Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? Well, Gomez, it's been an interesting week. Um, interesting stories, interesting life, interesting movies, interesting things. Uh, my air conditioner is kind of broken right now, so that's something. That's a big something, Florida boy. Uh, what's <laughs> um, the? Uh, I have a digital thermometer display. Oh, and that it doesn't it's not showing anything so now i'm unable to control the climate in my dwelling so, so I, is it on at all like it's just don't work at all is it just set uh, well, on i'm one a little thing? chilly now okay so it's just <laughs> set on one thing and it is what it is <laughs> you know and i keep hitting the buttons hoping that it's gonna go some way you know like okay like at least let me know that this works and i don't think it does so i you know i submitted a maintenance request three days ago and it was Last I heard, it was being reviewed, but uh, reviewed okay. Yeah, does it so normally that, take how long does it usually take when you put in a request? Is that I something? really don't have a lot of problems, and I, I don't okay. cry over like fucking little yeah. bullshit, you know. So, sure. I mean, but I was, I was like, it's like, oh, what level of importance is this? High, urgent, medium, and I was like, I right, well, I'm not dying, so I guess medium. <sighs> Like high, it's not urgent, but yeah. it's kind of important, right? But, but I'm sure everyone is urgent, urgent, urgent. Yeah, like the what is uh, who sings that song? Urgent, urgent, urgent. Ur- <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's the, the, the oh my god, the belt uh that from that Carl wears in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> the belt that Carl. Let me tell you. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I watched that movie recently. Foreigner. Is that a foreigner? foreigner yes, yeah. it's a foreigner. <laughs> oh, Aqua Teen. That was. I that saw was them open in 81 for Brian Adams at Madison Square. <laughs> Madison Square. What a great show. Oh, goddamn. 
But yeah, so it's been it's been three days, and my nipples are fucking hard as hell. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, I hope that gets uh, fixed. That's the next week. You're gonna be Mister Freeze on the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Stay it. cool, bird boy. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming in, for listening, for downloading, subscribing. Remember, subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on all the social medias at Jomez. Leave us those five-star reviews wherever it is that you download this because that does make a very big, 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 big important difference in how this show gets out there. So just help us spread the word and bring some more ears to the show and gomez been seeing some uh some good progress on the uh on the old show lately it seems like we, more people are jumping in the car oh with thank you, you and i going yes. back and listening to the archives as far oh. back as they go oh we got quite a few episodes there yeah obviously this is 287 which is a hundred more than new jack <laughs> that's crazy wow so 13 we got i gotta plan out what's 13 weeks from now a big 300 episode we gotta figure that oh, out we're gonna yeah we should we should do something where we wear like tuxedos yes we'll get very fancy and sit <laughs> even though and no one can see us <laughs> just to sit it'll, and it'll be you and i dress like dumb and uh when jim carrey and jeff daniels <laughs> go to the ball and dumb and dumber like but for no reason Oh, there's a reason for us. We just want to look good. We don't need a reason. Come on. Hey, hey nice hooters. Yeah, what the owls. They're, they're beautiful. Joe, I got some very important information that I just discovered. Um, okay, so I know it's got to be candy related. It is It is candy related. I hear, I hear rappers crinkling <laughs> over there. So uh, several episodes back. I talked about I went to Hershey Park. I always go to Hershey Park in the summertime. That's our thing. And uh, I talked about how I bought these candy-coated Hershey things that were like kissables. Kissables, one yeah. Of, one of my favorite candies. And so I bought a couple bags, but you can't order it online or anything. Basically, you can only get it at the Hershey store. So it's been sad. I haven't been able to enjoy this. But the other day, I'm walking into Walmart, and I'm looking at some... Cadbury mini eggs and right next to them are Hershey's candy coated eggs. Let me show you what it looks here. It's a little thing like this. And these are giant kissables. It's the same thing. They're just egg. So they're a little bigger and it is wonderful. So folks, if you are out in the store and you're by the Easter seasonal section, Hershey candy coated eggs. It'll change your life. It's the best. I uh now they don't make these normally, do they? No, that's why I I was like I walked by and I said, Oh, what's this? I said, Oh look, Hershey's doing like a Cadbury egg. That's cool. And then I said, Candy coated. I said, Well, candy coated, that's 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 like a kissable. I ran home. Woo! So I put it in my mouth. Oh I need you to stop and tell me the truth for a second. Did you actually make it home before tearing open the bag? I did because I made a pit stop. I was doing stuff, and I was too busy. I threw it in the bag. You know, I, there was a lot of candy in the bag. I couldn't go through it all, <laughs> you know. So I did. I did wait. I didn't even I'm... try. Kelly had one first, and I was like, oh, is it like a kissable? She went, 
yep. And I said, give me that bag. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, your wife gets hit over the head with whatever was in reach, and you took the whole bag. No more for you. This is mine now. Oh, well, so I'm, a good I, week. I'm very happy for you, Coleman. Yeah, it's a very good week. Uh, also, from the party, I had some leftover Hawaiian punch, so I've just been swigging this giant thing of Hawaiian punch every every once in a while, you know? It's, it's funny you say that, because I'm actually drinking Hawaiian punch right now, too. Ah, so good. Good Hawaiian. Do you like the Hawaiian punch? Like, they have different flavors. Like, do you get down so, with the other flavors? As a kid... When they, because remember, Hawaiian punch was always just the always just the red one, red. and then I know there was like four new flavors. And then I want to say that was like late eighties, maybe nineteen ninety, where they're like, oh, and here's blue and orange and uh, green, green. Yep, there's also a pink now. Is there okay? But at you know, as a kid, I'm just like infatuated by colors. You know, like sure, holy I shit, try color, that. colors are the best. I want to drink the blue. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, you, you ever, you know those, like, push-up ices? They're, they're yes. just like the, uh, they're, like, just plain, basically colored smudge in the plastic, and you put them in the freezer. For the, yep. Like, you don't even know what flavor is what. You're just like, oh, what what flavor do you want? Oh, give me blue. Give me green. What the That's fuck it. flavor is green? It's just green. green. It's, <laughs> but it's like Gatorade, right? Gatorade are colors. They're not no flavors. Yes, they I are. Like- but no, you call them by their flavors. Gatorade, I do. Yes. Oh no, that's we don't do that. I like the blue one. I like the red one. Oh, I'm gonna try a yellow. I like yellow. Yellow's a good one. Classic yellow. Mm. I um Gatorade, I call by the flavor. But there was the ices were always by color, no. yeah. and the um I don't know if you remember, like we used to call them uh barrel drinks. It was like this like little Quarter juice. Water. Yeah, like a quarter water. Yeah. It would come in a little plastic thing. Yes, the best. Uh, the shape oh. of it was like in a little barrel, and you had it to did look like a pop barrel, open yeah. the little foil at the top to make a hole. That way you could drink it. And that was always by color, too. Oh, that was always. Oh, I love the blue ones. That was my favorite. Mm. Dude, I was always a green guy. Give me the green. Mm. Green? I love the green Hawaiian punch. That's my favorite Hawaiian punch, the green one. Really? Yes. I'll get I, I feel like you can still find that for some reason. Yeah, Hawaiian punches, they still they make them in the big jugs. And like I said, there's even a pink one. It's like a like a lemonade kind of thing. Mm. It's nice. It's good. Orange is okay. Blue's okay. Green. Green is where it's at. That's a lot of you know, these big jugs. I mean, I've never looked at the calorie count. I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, well, that's just something you have with dinner, right? Uh sometimes. I try not to drink my calories because I eat, you know, a lot of sweets. So I try to keep my sugar intake for my candy. So oh, I do, obviously. I do love a soda every now and then, but I try not to have too much soda and Hawaiian punch. I've never been soup. a soda guy. Yeah, you know, I know you're always <laughs> drinking your gallons of water every time. <laughs> the last um, FWF show that we recorded, uh, I showed up to Brian Myers' house, and I was going to ride over with him. So I go to his house, and I've got this – giant gallon jug of Arizona iced tea with me. <laughs> and he opens the door and he's like, why do you have this? And I go, I thought this is what wrestlers do. We walk around with jugs of uh, 
gallon jugs of drink. That way we don't get dehydrated. He goes, we drink water. The rest of us drink water. He was like so incredulous that I would just carry around this gallon of iced tea with me. Oh, my God. A gallon of Arizona iced tea. I was never a big Arizona iced tea guy. Once in a while. Oh, I love it. Was it. Never, it was never my thing. I love like it. I was, there's a couple flavors I get down with, but uh, I'm just the yeah. regular, just the the regular, regular. old, Ooh, yeah, lemon good. iced tea. You still get it, the 24 ounce can for 99 cents at the Wawa's here. God bless. Yeah. God bless. What about Snapple? Big Snapple guy. It's okay. I don't like hate Snapple, but like you give me the choice, I'm taking Arizona a hundred times out of a hundred. We'll drink Snapple. There's a uh, mango. We love the mango Snapple. My dad loves like the raspberry shit like that. I'm a big fan of the, the fruit uh, punch was okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of they got this new one. It's like a sour cherry. Oh, it's hard to find, but it's it's my shit. It's very sour though. But I'm a big fan of sour. I oh, love me some sour. Well stuff. then, you know you're not down with sour. Not not necessarily no. I get it because you're not you don't love fruity like that. No, the most that's sour the is, yeah. is fruity. Yeah, so I get it. All right, you're lost, baby. Sour Skittles. More, oh, more for you. Oh. Just eating like a bag of sugar. I'm doing you a favor. I'm leaving them. Listen, thank you. I appreciate it. It's very nice of you. I'm a nice guy. They call me. They call me Mr. Nice, not Mr. Not Nice. I don't know. They've called you either. I'm not gonna be honest. Mr. Nice. I don't know. They say, "Oh, there goes Mr. Nice." And why? Maybe I'd be angry, and they go, "Oh, there's Mr. Not Nice." What? I'm wondering what what have you done so nice to these people to be like that's the nice guy, woo right there. When, when I help the less fortunate <laughs> by giving them support. No, you do all your charity work off camera like a real person should. We know. No, I I do it actually in vlogs. At the, at the, uh, <laughs> I want all the attention. <laughs> the Christmas toy drive. That way I can monetize it for my YouTube. Please, twelve cameras at me at all times. <laughs> when uh, the when we did the uh the toy drive for the majors this past year, I was you know, and it, don't get me wrong, I had a great time doing it. It was nice to. It was you know, it just like you felt like you were doing something nice, especially. Sure. Afterwards, when we got to drop the uh, drop all the toys off at yeah. the actual Toys for Tots location, it was like a very nice thing. And then talking to the guy who runs that, and he's like telling us like everything he goes through to dis- uh, distribute these toys, and how because of the majors, he brings in so many more toys that he actually gets asked to help support like the Suffolk County chapter and parts of Queens and stuff. So, like, that was kind of cool. But then I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see if I'm in this vlog enough. Like, <laughs> like I'm, like, rubbing my hands together like a fucking evil henchman, like, waiting to see, like, ooh, how much of this vlog did I make it into? <laughs> Let me walk in the background a couple times just to make sure. It's like, you know, e- even even when I'm, like, trying to do the nice thing, I'm still like, oh, man, how can I? Increase my popularity here for clicks and views on YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> Love it, always, always thinking, bro. You got to be thinking. That's it. That's how it is. That, they call me Mister Sometimes Nice. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, Joe, you uh, doing anything exciting this week? I mean, I didn't really do much. Uh... I, I wouldn't say exciting. Uh, you know, we are a podcast about all the hippest and coolest things in popular culture so 
I dipped my toes into the water of a couple new movies. Yeah, it was a couple new big releases dropped this week. I watched both of them too. Look at that. Oh, they're boy. on streaming. How could you not? Because it's we, true. Nobody wants to go to the movies anymore. <laughs> if if either of these movies were out at the movie theater, would you would you go run to the theater? Um I don't know. I right now because of, of Batman, like I really have no like I'm not motivated to go to the movie theater anytime soon because I don't want to get stuck there. <laughs> That's like if your mom drops you off for like daycare and then never comes to pick you up, like you're never gonna want to go back. That's how I thought oh, Batman was. I, oh wow. That would be something. <laughs> you know, you. you know, and then they like they like text your mom, and they're like, "Hey, we have your kid," and she's like, "Well, what what are your demands?" And they're like, "We demand you come pick this motherfucker up. Like, we're trying to go home." <laughs> so the movies we're gonna talk about are Netflix's. What is this? Uh, Adam, the Adam Pro- Project. Adam Project. I was gonna say Project Adam. The Adam Project starring. Is he our double main man, Ryan Reynolds? Ryan, Absolutely. Like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, we love him here. I've liked him since Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. But has he fallen off? Like, is he still our boy, right? Well, like, we're going to talk about that once we okay. get into it. Because that's, that's what I'm thinking. Because I, I have some things to say. <laughs> so let's start with that. It was the big Netflix release this week. Yeah. Dropped on Friday. Starts Ryan Reynolds, a time-traveling guy. Jennifer Gardner. Uh, Dr. Bruce Banner's in here. That's about it, right? There's a couple other people, you know. Uh, what's uh, Zoe Saldana? Is that yes, that's right. She's she's in there, yes. She she's has a little part there. So we and, get a little, a little time travel, yeah. a little sci fi action yeah. flick. The guy, you know, some shit goes down in the future. He's got to transport to the past to make things right. Yeah, you know, sounded interesting. And, and, and the, the, the evil lady is the uh, the girl Trish from 40 year old virgin. Yes, the mom for 40 year old virgin, <laughs> her eBay store. Yeah, the, the you know, like you can't just go in and buy something, you got to go on eBay if you actually want to buy those boots with the, the dead fish in the heels. I just, I just want to give you money for this. Can I just give you money? <laughs> Those stores don't exist anymore. Do I was they? just gonna say those were real stores. Like they were making fun of a real thing. They were yeah, like eBay stores. I, yeah, remember. I we I remember we used to have one right by where you yeah. used to live when we were in Queens, right on Rockaway Boulevard. Yeah, had a big uh, sign. We sell stuff on eBay. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> wow, this place is that's the future. Right? I was there. like, whoa, they're so fucking smart. They're smart, bro. <laughs> Look at. <them. laughs> oh man! So it stars all those people. And uh, it's an interesting premise, right? You go back in time to, and you team up with your younger self to try to save the world or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know if I would have ran to the movies, but I think like, oh, sure, maybe I'll see this there. It To me, it's probably something I would have waited for Netflix or something to sure. see. But um, I'm, I was interested enough. I was like, oh, this yeah. you know, sounds kind of sure. cool. And And I like Ryan Reynolds, but as I'm watching this movie... I had to think, do I actually like Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, it's because funny because we did this last time with The Rock. Which when also he started next to Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds yes. And, and what, what, what hit me, I had this epiphany 
because sometimes I go into a land of, of deep thought and, and come out of it a better man. And this was one of those times. And I said, do I actually like Ryan Reynolds? Because Ryan Reynolds, I feel much like the rock has hit this point where we are just, we really enjoy Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Yes. We enjoy the person Ryan Reynolds. Like he's pretty funny. He, the banter he has with his wife on social media is, is wonderful. That's relationship goals. He yes. just out there poking fun at Blake Lively like it ain't no thing. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but yet, it's gotten to the point now where every movie, he is just playing Ryan Reynolds. Yes, it's been a while since he's done something not Ryan Reynoldsy. Everything is right. Basically, once you realize, you know, this Deadpool thing is making me some money. <laughs> We're yeah. never gonna turn it off. But, but probably even before that too, if you think. But about it wasn't working. Like things weren't working, and so he did try some stuff. Like there's some indies around that time, like when uh, was the Green Lantern? When Green Lantern didn't work Great out so movie. well, didn't work out so well. Well, maybe um, to you. Well, for everyone, I mean, they stopped making more. They didn't make <laughs> a lot of money. You know. I mean, it was not. It was not a good story. But I will say, it's one of those things, like. If that's on cable or something, I have to. I'll be like, it's on sometimes. I'll, it is. I'll leave this on. It's it's something I do want to rewatch because it's been so long. But I remember, I remember it being not so great. I didn't hate it, but I was like, eh, it's not good. But I so like, like around that, <laughs> around that time, he was doing some indie stuff, smaller stuff. Well, he's not always being Ryan Reynolds, but I feel for the past ten years or so since Deadpool kind of latched on and. Now he's just Ryan Reynolds up to a hundred at all times. Yeah. There's no, and this movie is most certainly that it is Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, and on top of the kid being Ryan Reynolds. On top also. of the kid being Ryan Reynolds, so you're getting double Ryan. <laughs> and like the charm of the movie is like, hey, look at playing off each other. Ryan Reynolds talk to this kid like Ryan Reynolds. Yes, play it off. Um. In this situation, however, I feel like it works. It's not bad. Like, it's not like like the rock in Jungle Cruise. I'm like, okay, like I get it. The rock is a a captain, you know, much like myself. Yeah, so you get it. You relate. And like, yes, yeah, so, you know, there's mutual respect, professional respect amongst captains. Yeah. It's just that I think I'm a better captain than him. Justifiable. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like that one especially, it just was like, okay, I get it. The Rock is being The Rock. And that Ryan, uh, the Red Notice movie with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, once again, it was like, okay, he's, you know, hunting, he's a spy, he's whatever. But like, he's really not. Like, nothing he does, like, he's just being The Rock. And I, listen, that's fine. There's going to be a market for that. People love The Rock. I was going to say, is it is it are we are we the bad guys here? I think at this the, point we we might be the minority on this. Right? Cuz like is that what people want movie stars doing their movie star thing, right? You going to see The Rock, you kind of want him to be The Rock, not like you'd be like, "Oh, Ryan Reynolds didn't tell a lot of jokes in this movie. It was kind of weird, right?" Like you would yeah. be like, "I get that." You know, so. that that's kind of like when when Jim Carrey did Cable Guy. Sure, exactly. You know, it was such a departure from what you knew and wanted from Jim Carrey that you're like, "Oh, like, why doesn't he just be Jim Carrey? He's not talking out of his butt. 
Yeah, what like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and maybe that's where we are with these guys. And maybe that's something we have to accept because even uh like a couple months ago, once when Peacemaker first started, uh we were getting ready to do boozing with the toys, and I was on with Mark and, and Brian. And I was like, "Yo, you got to watch Peacemaker." I was like, "I'm, I'm." I was like, "I'm on board with John Cena is better than The Rock at this point." And like, they looked at me like I had nine heads. <laughs> they were just like, "What? What do you mean?" Like, I think Mark might have like even a, say this. Mark might have like somewhat been like, "Oh, I'd have to think about that." But Brian was like aghast. Like, are you are you kidding me, bro? Did you see Jungle Cruise? Like, <laughs> did you see? I was like, not only have I seen Jungle Cruise, I shit all over Jungle Cruise. But you know, he's at you know he watched it with his daughter. His daughter loved it. He went out and had to buy her like the, the action figure for it. Yeah, it. it's different. Yeah, you know. But it was just like, yo, like I'm listen. I, I like the Rock. I like that Young Rock show where like that works great on that show in that format. Uh, Jungle Cruise, not so much. <laughs> Red Notice, not, at least for me, you know and. Sure. You know, I've been, I guess I've been coming on here lately and shitting on everything and a lot of people getting mad at me. I don't care. I'm, I am nourished by your hatred. Um, but in this movie, the Adam project, I feel like it works and I, it kept me invested. The, the humor in the movie, the interactions I thought were all pretty good. And I actually ended up enjoying this movie. I think this is a movie that most people are going to like. It's very light. It's not too crazy. I was going to say it's a safe movie. There's nothing. Yes. It's, it's not trying to be though. anything more than it is. It, at, if anything, this would be like a perfect cable movie. This is this, I mean, this is the perfect Netflix movie. Like this is perfect. Oh, look, they dropped a new movie. Oh, it's got Ryan Reynolds. You watch it. It's like 90 something minutes, like 100 yeah. minutes. It's not too long. And you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't so terrible. Exactly. You know, just think- and it's one of those things. You know, I don't say you want to have little kids with you, maybe, but if you have a nine, ten year old watching this with you, okay, uh, they there's a couple it, yeah. words here and there, but nothing sure. that but you think- can't watch with your kids. Yeah. I think and it's just yeah. it's a light, it's a safe movie. It's not out there taking a bunch of chances and trying to be something dramatic or something insightful. Just like, hey. Here's a, a little story about a guy and his dad and, you know, time travel. Yeah. People like time travel. People like sci-fi stuff. Some good action scene. You know, I think uh, I think most people are like this. You know, and it's it's sci-fi without being heavy on the sci-fi. No, yes. It's just here's some time travel. Yeah. We've got some it's, cool weapons and stuff like that. It's light time travel. Yeah. Light yes, sci-fi. It's like not when like George we're going... committed light treason. Yeah, we're not getting into the physics of how the time travel works. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. Oh, let me hit some music. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you our man? All right, the new Netflix movie, The Adam Project, starring our double main man, Ryan Reynolds. He is still I, our I double think, main man. I think he can still be our double main man. Yeah. So where, where, where does this movie land on your main man standards? 
like I said, it it wasn't out there trying to be something. It's not out there trying to win an Academy Award, but it's something nice, something light, easy watch. You don't have to be overly invested or pay too much attention. You could kind of fuck around, get get up, make yourself a drink while this is going on and not miss anything. So for that, like it, it added to my enjoyment that I, you know, especially coming off last week with the Batman, where it was like you had to be invested in every second of the 11 hour epic odyssey. This was like the perfect palate cleanser for me coming off Batman. So I'm going to give it a triple main man, three stars. Yeah, I'm around there. I'm going to give it a two and a half. It's fine. It's a perfectly fine sci-fi action movie. If you're looking for something that you could just turn on and just kind of give yourself, you know, an hour and a half to, boom. You ain't going to be too sad. So definitely. All right. So that's good. I was wondering if you would like it. I figured, I figured you'd be, it was okay. I didn't think you would hate it or love it. So yeah, all right, good. I'm glad to hear. But like we're we're in the same the same yes, realm here, exactly. And I and think. we've been apart on uh, the past couple weeks here. So yeah, and I, we got another movie to talk about. I don't know where we're gonna go here. Uh, there was a new Pixar movie that came out. I think we're gonna be really close with this one again. So uh, this is a movie that I probably would have seen in the movie because I have a, a young kid. It's an animated movie. She likes to go to the movies. So we see Pixar. We see Disney. We go to the movies. So I probably would have saw this in theaters because Pixar delivers. You know, I I always go see Pixar movies. So definitely uh, we're talking about Turning Red. It premiered on Disney Plus. This is, I believe, the fourth or fifth straight to Disney Plus Pixar release. Because now we're talking about. Uh, was Soul the last one? Soul was before that, which I haven't seen yet. I haven't gotten around to Soul. I like that one. Uh, Luca was uh, Luca. straight to. I don't think I the... saw Luca actually. Luca's good. Uh, J Bone, those kids, they love it. It's like about a an Italian village. I love it. And I like four the, stars. A mermaid. You're gonna love it. Exactly. <laughs> it's your Encanto. Trust me. It's my right. Encanto. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make a point. I'm going to come back next week and make a point of why uh, Luca was better than Encanto. Uh, I trust you. You'll get You'll love it. Uh, and what was the other one good. with uh, Chris Pratt? And and then there's one more. There's that. Yeah, that one with the. Um, was it Tom Holland was like his little brother? With the brothers. They got, they're trying to find his dad or something. They're like trolls or something. Yeah. Dad's the pair of pants. I forget. So, like, Pixar has been getting the short end of the stick here. But apparently, they do this because Pixar moves subscriptions, apparently. I I read an article that says, you know, yeah, it sucks, but people will subscribe to see a Pixar movie. So It makes sense to me. I mean, if anything, if especially now, like, parents work a lot. A lot of parents don't have time to, to, you know, or you're exhausted or whatever. To be able to sit there on a weekend or after school or something and be able to sit there and watch a brand new movie with your kid, it's got to be a really good option to have. It's great. I love it. Trust me. Sometimes she don't want to go to the movie because she'll just watch it here. But, you know, it's a great option to have. So what's this movie about? Turning Red, Gomez. Lay it on me. It's about a young Asian girl lives in the Toronto area in 2002. 
It's a period piece going back in yes. time. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to that 20-year age gap. Again. Bro, it's 20 years. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was a long time ago. And uh, it's about a young girl. She's 13. And as most of us know, when we hit a certain age around that time, uh, our bodies start changing. We go through a little puberty. And uh, for this girl, she turns into a giant red panda. That, that's what we're going with here. A giant yes. panda. And so now uh, we learn about how we deal with those feelings and emotions. No? Yes, but apparently turning into a giant red panda runs in her family. Yes, well, that's and, a little twist to it. Yeah. You just assume it's like, oh, what's this? Um, So let's see. How are we going to talk about this? Uh. I know, Joe, you have many feelings about this movie, but you well, kept them in. First because... off, so here's the thing. The feedback I'm mostly seeing online is people saying, like, it's trying to push this messaging on us. and Messaging why... of what? What is this messaging? One of the biggest <laughs> things is, like, so the the girl at the beginning of the movie, when she first discovers she could turn into this red panda... They make a joke out of it that she's getting her period for the first time. And so much of what I have seen written about this is like people complaining, like, how am I supposed to explain this to my kid? And how, why should I be telling it? Like, and it's just like, I, you know, of all the things to fucking complain about, I don't think this is really where you want to die on this hill, chief. This is like... Women get periods. I don't know why this is like, what. Yeah, what the like, fuck? And <laughs> nobody looks at me and says, "Oh, Joe will be the voice of reason in almost anything." But okay, like at some point, you probably know a woman. You might have slipped out of one uh, at one point in your life. You you might date one. You might have a sister. You might have a cousin. Uh, you might have a daughter of your own. At some point, they're going to have a period, and it's, like, a part of life, and I don't know why, like, especially in 2022, why this has become such a fucking hang-up for people who, I would guess, are, like, got to be in a similar age group as you and I, Gomez. Yeah, of course. You know, if they're talking about how do I explain this to my kids, like, just, like, I, I don't know, fucking tell them that this is what life does, like... Fucking life happens. So when the movie was coming out, you know, I I knew it was about like all this, you know, metaphor for puberty. Like, oh, you know, it's this thing. And then I saw, I was like, oh wait, they actually bring up like period. Like, oh wow, they actually, it's not just a metaphor. They're gonna talk about it. It's talked about for a minute, a minute and a half. At not even there's a, a gag where. They show a box of tampons and, you know, they never say period. They just imply. It's just very silly thing to get worked up on because Shiloh is seven. She don't know what the fuck is going on. It's just a box of stuff because she don't feel good. Clearly, the mom thinks she's sick. And so she's trying to hear some stuff. And so for you to get hung up on, obviously not you, for these people to get hung up on this is just silly. I saw some of this. How do I explain to my child this thing that happens? I have boys. What am I going to tell them? I don't know. Girls get periods. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. 
I guess these are the same people that just uh, assume your kid is going to find out everything at school or through friends, right? Like, parents, you don't have, like, a sex talk. You don't, you don't do some kind of thing. I just, I don't get it. So I saw that outrage, and boy, people are dumb. But I mean, yes. Should we be surprised at this point? I know at first we're like, this is what they're doing. But then it's like, well, of course, why wouldn't they? This is what they do. They pick the stupidest thing and they get into it. Like, and, and just... they and they just like they plant their flag on it. And it's just like they won't move. It's like that uh, that cuties movie. Did you ever? I never saw it, but there was this movie that's like about. Uh, competitive dancing, young kids. It was uh, like the beauty pageant one. Yes, like the beauty yeah. pageant one. So I didn't and watch it like either. Talking about that... how it's porn. Okay, like, see, no, but that it's, one it's I talking could almost... about something that's real though. Like this is now, a thing that now happened. I haven't seen it. Sure, but I will say, do I think this is the healthiest thing on earth? Either no, I, I mean, because yes, at. When it comes down to it, you're sexualizing these these young kids from such an early age, and there's that's kind of weird. Sure, but this is a movie talking about that aspect of what's happening, and people yeah. are just seeing it, going, "Oh my god!" Say, but if you watch the movie, it's a commentary about like this is what it's about. Okay, this is why this is what the movie is about. It's not like, "Hey, let's look at these young girls." It's going, "Oh my god, look at these young girls! Look, we." Do to them like that's see. What it's I was under the impression that the movie is about glamorizing that. No, you see, that's okay. the point, and that's, that's but like that's, I said, I haven't seen it. That's the discourse on it because that's what gets shouted out the most. Oh my yeah. god, this is child pornography on Netflix. Cancel your Netflix subscription. Like, I will no. never cancel my Netflix subscription. <laughs> In fact, I think it's just a matter of time before all these streaming services start merging into little bundle packages of their own because it has gotten ridiculous. With, they just oh, announced HBO Max is uh, taking over Disney, Discover. uh, Discovery Plus. Yeah. Which is good because I have both, and I would like them to combine, make my life nicer. Yeah, see? Especially Thank you now. for helping Gomez, guys. Yes, I get HBO Max for free now. Because, you know, AT&T got this new thing where they're like, hey, you know those deals that we give to the new customers? All right, you got you old customers, I guess. I guess Whoa. you can get some good stuff, too. So that was a deal that was being What's going to happen next? Now, now I'll be able to get a free cell phone next year? It's like, wow. So all of a sudden, when I sign on to my AT&T, they're like, yo, you know, you can get HBO for free. You know, you can get HBO for free. So I'm like, all right. So I'm going to cancel my other one and get my HBO for free. Fuck Why it. Why not? 15 bucks, bro. Shit adds up. 15 bucks. Little man, put that shit in my hand. And if that money doesn't show, then you owe me. Owe me. Oh, my jungle love. Mm. And the five bucks for discovery. So emerge. That's 20 bucks a month I'm saving. That's nice. Yeah. That's, you know, how many kissables? That's, uh, that's almost a pack Probably of like cigarettes. five bags of ki- kissables. Cigarettes went up again in New York City, Joe. It is crazy. What does a pack of cigarettes in New York cost nowadays? So I don't know often because I don't smoke. But the other day, my mom asked me, can you please run to the store and grab me some cigarettes? I'm busy. I can't run out. So I'm like, okay. She gave me, she's like, oh, I'll Venmo you, you know, money. Go grab it. She Venmo me $25. Please get me two packs of cigarettes, okay? I went there. 
The $25 was not enough for two cigarettes. Oh, my God. It was $28 for two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, my God. That is crazy. <laughs> In Florida, I get the two-pack special for $11. That is insane. I believe it's like $13.99, $12.99. Well, I was going to say, before I moved from New York... I want to say I was paying thirteen fifty a pack at that point. So crazy. And I've been down here full time for go just about eight years now. So all was, the, the the gas stations would have signs up. I don't see them very often now, but they would have signs up. Cigarettes, lowest possible price lowest, allowed, pr- yeah. lowest legal price. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I remember being it like when I was a kid, uh, my mom smoked for a while, and. Number one, she would throw like $3 in my hand and be like, hey, run into the store and get me a pack of oh, yes. Vir- Virginia Slims yes. menthol lights or whatever. We lived in the age where, yeah, I used to go down to the corner store and buy my mother. A pack yeah, like of I, I'd be like seven years old and running yep. in and buying cigarettes for my mom. Yeah. But I want to say cigarettes <laughs> okay. like at that point, like that I remember, like I, as far back as I can remember, I want to say they were like two fifteen a pack. Could you imagine? No, I can't. That's insane. Oh, my God. Wow. Jesus. So turn in red. Uh (laughs) Turn in red. Don't smoke, kids. (laughs) What you think of the movie, Joe? (laughs) Oh, man. So within like the first 15 minutes, I'm... I wasn't, it wasn't the messaging that bothered me. Like, I, like, honestly, I, I that's the, I, I feel like it doesn't bother me. And, um, like, it has to be really, really blatant to get on my nerves or something. Sure. And I don't think that's what this was. I just felt no. like, it, you know, like, like you said, it's a coming of age movie. It's, it's you just know, when you get to a certain thing. age, you, you start going through noticeable changes. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, obviously they disguise it as turning into a giant red panda. Um, but really early on in the movie, I'm just finding each and every one of these characters completely unlikable as they're being introduced. And for the rest of the movie, they stayed that way for me. They stayed annoying. They stayed like like Quint's nails on a chalkboard, make a reference for Gomez. <laughs> you know, like I just found so, so much of the movie just like kind of grating. Like I just had a very, very difficult time even approaching anything uh, resembling enjoyment of this movie. Man, so let's see. Joe hates Spanish people, and now... Now he hates Canadians. For me, he hates either Canadians or Asians. I don't know which one we're going to go with. It's not... You can't can't say it's Asians because there's people of all... uh, (laughs) diversity in her circle of friends and i hated them all <laughs> but i thought you were mr canada weren't you just mr canada a couple they call me com- uh uh commander canada because <laughs> i thought you knew all things canada right something i i do i know that if you want syrup you got to go to the tree and uh you get a little of that syrup in you and it makes you all antsy in your pantsy mm, love some syrup in me Delicious. And on me. 
Um, so I didn't uh I didn't hate this movie like you did, Joe. I didn't love the movie. I thought it was fine. See, it's a nice le- little movie. At least you're saying I didn't love the movie. That's what I was worried about. That you were gonna come in here and be no, like, no. oh no, this was phenomenal. And because I, I really the story of the girl and her parents, May May and her mom especially. The dad plays a very small, yeah. insignificant role almost. Um. But, like, I just, like, the way her mom is, like, no shit. Like, I would turn into a fucking wildebeest, too, if my mom acted like that. But that's normal. You uh, Have you had a lot of, like, Asian friends? Like, have you ever been in an Asian household? It's, it's, it's like that. I've seen some some crazy. <laughs> like, the moms be mad strict. This Their parents are crazy strict. Maybe. Like, I've, I've had Asian friends, but I guess not. Like close enough to, that, it's, to yeah, where I'm going enough, over yeah. their house and stuff, yeah. you know. You so maybe that's why. Like stuff. I just, but I was just like, you know, like no shit. Like my mom shows up to school, act, you know, like acting like that. Like I'd fucking go nuts too. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Know how to act. It's the over. It's the overbearing parents. It's uh. It seems to be more of a minority thing that the parents from different cultures are very well, I felt like, like. Like my mom was like that a lot. Like I. Every time there was anything happening in school, like she wanted to interject herself into it. And, <laughs> you know, like from something as stupid as it could have been. Um, I'm trying to think of like something like that was just ridiculous. Like we were supposed to buy a certain book and my mom was like, oh, I'm not buying. You know what? Tell the teacher that <laughs> I can go get uh, all of these just uh, you know like set. i was just like oh my god like what is wrong with you like why do so you, you have should to, re- like, you should relate with me you should relate with her then but like i mean but even then like i thought my mom was bad but this woman yes was horrible ming yes. was her name right yes something like that and i'm just like you need to learn how to act this is canada we don't allow this shit in canada because if there's one thing i fucking know it's goddamn Canada. Did you like the boy band stuff for town? <laughs> so I think it's it, it's an interesting commentary for the time because yes, yeah. that's a hundred percent. It's good. Like for for two thousand two, a boy band group of girls, you know, trying to um, go, uh, you know, see their fucking favorite band. Yeah. Like yeah, like that was fine. One of the things I will say that I actually liked about this movie. Because I didn't, I didn't hate everything. Um, we talked about this in Falcon and Winter Soldier. When Falcon can't get a fucking loan to buy his shrimping boat. <laughs> like, why didn't he just do a goddamn meet and greet at like WrestleCon or something? He yes. would have raised the money in, in a, a fucking day. hour. Yeah, like, forget about it. Buy this, a new girl, <laughs> this girl sees the opportunity Smart. To be like, you know what? I bet people would buy fucking merch and take photo ops with the giant red panda. Who doesn't love a red panda, bro? They're adorable. Exactly. She starts doing appearances at birthday yes. parties. Like, yes. she raised all this fucking money. And if anything, she was underselling her stuff. She could have sold uh, photo ops for way more money than she did because it looked like the amount of work that she was putting in, she wasn't really seeing enough profit on the back end. But you got to understand, she's dealing with high school. You got to know your audience. You can't overcharge. You're going to scare people off, you know? I'll tell you what. In today's day and age, I feel like kids are always going to be able to get their money. <laughs> so I do the suicide squad. I do it at a certain level 
too much money, people get scared off. You gotta have, well, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand certain, but like now the meet and greet business is such big business. This is two thousand two, Poppy. Don't forget. You are. See? You're right. This like, is back. How then. much are you charging for a T-shirt back then? You could still charge twenty bucks or twenty five bucks for a T-shirt back yeah, then. Definitely. I don't know if she was charging much above cost. I gotta see who her printer was. It's interesting. <laughs> because like look, look, they're trying to raise eight hundred bucks. You're telling me with the amount of photos she took and and T-shirts she sold and whatever else, like eight hundred bucks shouldn't have been that hard to make up. Eight hundred bucks is wild in two thousand two. Also, that's expensive. Oh, show. absolutely. Two hundred dollar tickets. Like I, I remember in so Woodstock ninety nine. I want to say cost me like what was like one hundred and fifty bucks maybe for three days, bro. And that was for three days. <laughs> that's crazy. And even then, I was like, oh my god, like where am I ever going to make a a hundred and fifty bucks? Yeah, I gotta work a lot of overtime, bro. I, I was like working at, you know, I was, I was working at my first job making five dollars and fifteen cents an hour at the time. It's you true. know, it, so that's a very expensive concept. That's you know, crazy. you're talking about before taxes. Even if I work a 40 hour week before taxes, I'm making two hundred bucks. That's a nice paycheck, bro. You are foo. You know, and believe me, at that point, I wasn't getting 40 hours. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so I appreciate the fact that she had the, you know, she took the initiative into monetizing her gift. Yes, very smart. Instant. Knew right away. Let's make some money, bro. We want to go to this concert. Yeah. Boom. It's good. The, uh, the boy band stuff was written by... Uh, What's her face? Billie Eilish and her brother. Really? They wrote, like they wrote the songs, the pop songs. For the I thought you were going to tell me it was by uh, the Hamilton guy. <laughs> I wish that would have been good. He did it again. When, when you paused for a second to think about it, I was like, it's going to be the fucking Hamilton guy. <laughs> no, sadly, no. That's why there's no bangers on there, bro. They, there isn't, though. There really isn't. There's I asked Shiloh. I was like, oh, is there a song you like on the thing? She's like, was there really songs? I said, what about the boy band stuff? Like today, she was like, oh, it was all right. So it's like, yeah, we're still in Canto in here. Doing oh. our salsa dancing in the shower. Ooh, we don't talk about Bruno. Bro, I took Shiloh to a dance this week. They played. We don't talk about Bruno. You would have thought the glass broke. And Stone Cold was coming out. <laughs> WrestleMania 17, bro. It was that fucking loud. Fucking, uh, we don't talk about Bruno Pop. It was insane. It sounded like we always talk about one of the loudest concerts we've been to. New Kids on the Block. Because it's just the ladies screaming at the top of their lungs for just continuous, for hours. It's just this loudness. And that's what it was at this little black and white ball that we went to. It was insane. Oh, fucking Bruno. I, <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm just, you know, it's not meant for me. And that's yes. And that's fine. That's not everything okay. has to be for me. Not everything has to be for you. And that's a good thing. Because yes, you want to yes. have different things. People like, like that's the craziest thing. Oh, I can't enjoy. Why not, bro? Enjoy different things. Losing out on you know what the thing is too is like usually even even if I don't like it, there'll be something about it where I say, oh, but you know what? I I get why people are into it. But people don't even do that. People are just so narrow minded. They just like 
It's not for me. How can they? How can not me? Like I'm I'm the overlord of open mindedness. I'll remember that. I remember that in October. I will I, remember that. I don't know why you would remember it then. Oh, I, you know, it may not apply then. When we bring back our, our homeboy, HT. <laughs> Harold T. Horror. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but just uh, overall, I. You know what, Gomez? Hit the music. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Pixar's latest film, Turning Red. It's on Disney Plus. Main man standings, where they're falling, baby. This is the worst Pixar movie of all time. One and a half stars. Whoa! <laughs> I'm trying to think. I haven't seen all the Pixar movies. Out of all the ones I've seen, and I don't think I'm missing many, but... But once even again, just thinking about it, I mean, yeah, it's going to be towards the bottom. I yes, mean, absolutely. Pixar be putting out some fucking bangers. And I don't feel that this is anywhere near. It's a cute little story. It's fine. I'll give it a two and a half, just like uh, just like our Netflix movie. I had no, a, that one a that fun... blew this out of the water. Thankfully, so I had watched this first this weekend. Oh, good. So you got to And lift. I was just like, the whole time, I'm like, okay, but like, when is this going to get good? Like, no wonder this had to be on streaming because... This would have been this movie would have been dead in the water on word of mouth after opening weekend. It, it would have sure. made some money opening day weekend, but after that, this movie would have been made. If this, if we're going into next weekend now, this movie would make fifteen dollars next weekend at the box office. It's not good, and and the word of mouth would have killed it. I'm now like the all you hear is just people want to be fucking loud on the internet so it's all like oh the messaging is don't force your fucking liberal messages on my kids liberal agenda women have periods <laughs> yes this apparently is a fucking uh like oh, joe biden made ma- making our joe our biden boys, did this <laughs> yeah he raised gas and periods and tracked bears <laughs> <laughs> like and like that is just it's stupid that part is stupid but in like my, my point of view i don't think this was a, a good movie not even for just a pixar movie it's especially bad for a pixar movie because we've been so used to a certain level of of quality with pixar they've had so many bangers they've hit on so many different things over the years where you have to like really really think about which movie you like better do i like this movie better than the last does it hold up to is toy story 3 better than uh the incredibles you know just there's so many bangers in the pixar library and this will never even be in the conversation so it seems even worse because of the history pixar has but for me i i I genuinely think that all the pixar movies i've seen I really got to see how many I'm missing because it's it's not many at all. This would be the worst one I've seen. I you know I, I get it. Even though uh, we have different views on the movie, but 
at the end of the day, yeah, this isn't gonna resonate. Uh, we just watched Ratatouille again recently. That's such mm-hmm. a great movie. Ratatouille great. is very good. So good, you know, and that's something you don't talk about. You know, it gets swept. It gets in. lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it's lost in the shuffle. A lot of things get lost in the shuffle. They got you know fifteen bangers. It happens. It happens. So I get it. All right. So we had an interesting week of movie watching. Yeah. You uh, at least you got some enjoyment out of it. That's better than most weeks for you. <laughs> you make it sound like I'm the nobleman of negativity. No, I said of of movies. You haven't enjoyed some movies lately. That's it. Well, that's all. I'm, I didn't I say do, anything. I just else. think they need to make better movies. That's okay. That's sure. They should always make better movies. I agree. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, only other thing I really watched this weekend, Gomez, was uh, Winning Time again. Yes, I watched Winning Time. Uh, I'm still, I'm still on board. I'm still, you know. Oh, this episode, I, had, I was just like, oh, oh man, I'm so sad to hear you not enjoying it. It's, I mean, so we like, I didn't realize what I needed out of this show was a Jerry West sex scene to. To bring me the start is over, <laughs> and uh, like I get it, Magic Johnson likes to fuck and will fuck anything that will fuck him back. But did I need to see it nine different times? Like, okay, just fucking move to LA already and start playing basketball. Like, how many episodes is this show? Because I feel that like I this know. is going to be in Boba Fett mode, where we're going to keep focusing on these things that have really no impact on the storyline, but then. We're going to like try to rush to find something good to fit in at the end. And that I do agree. I don't know how many episodes I'll double check here, but uh, I don't because that's the thing. I don't know the story they're telling. Like, I don't know. Is this a one season thing? You know, with only so a couple it, episodes. As far as I know, it is a one season thing because the, the talk has been that season two would be about the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. Okay. If they decide to do that. Now, this series does open up with Magic leaving the doctor's office after getting his uh, HIV diagnosis. Yes. So I don't know if that's where they're going to bring it around full circle. So they're really just trying to hammer it into you that, hey, Magic fucks. Um, <laughs> but I, I really think like you don't have to really crush people over the skull with it as much as they did in this episode. So there's 10 episodes. Okay, that's so. They have so what, what's probably now they got to fill the time is the thing, because that's the thing. Like how how long is it before we get to the season? Like is is are we gonna have a season, and in, uh, in this next episode, or are we still getting the team together? Well, that, I this, do get the, that this is the thing. I thought it was supposed to be in my understanding. It's about the era of the Showtime Lakers. It's not just so about then, one particular season. So then we need so to hurry the fuck up because that's where that's where I'm coming from. Is like, okay, we're just it took a whole episode for him just to get drafted. Now we just had a second episode and he still hasn't even moved to LA from being drafted. So it was could like you, okay. could you see them do like a quick jump where like, all right, it's time to uh we're gonna start the season. And then you don't see nothing but they go right to like the finals where they just like I, I don't jump, know, you know. I, they they did lay the groundwork at least for the Celtics rivalry with yeah, uh, but Red Auerbach. You got to see like Magic taking over the team, it becoming his team. But like that's the you thing I mean? is like you're gonna have to see him meet Kareem and 
Kareem, like, you know, I guess go through some kind I, cause I like, and I don't know this for a fact, I'm just assuming Kareem's not going to be very cool with some kid trying, you know, coming in and trying to be the man, sure. you know, and then how these other players are going to react once he's part of the team. Cause we already saw how that other point guard in episode one was like, took it out, you know, took it upon himself to embarrass him at the party. Like, but there's like so much, like, I would feel like you have to get in to tell the story of this era of basketball that did we really need to waste an entire episode on just magic trying to knock down girls from his church? I get that. I get it. I just, uh, anytime John C. Riley's on my screen, I'm loving life. He's just, uh, he's, he's doing it. I love he's he, like He's been great. I like, he's great. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I've been impressed with a lot of the acting so far. It's just the way they're telling the story. I'm like, okay guys, like, and I, and a lot of that is, uh, you know, uh, PTSD coming off Boba Fett where it was like, okay, I'll give you an episode. I'll give you two. But at some point, you got to give me something. I get it. Um, seems next episode, we're going to get some Pat Riley. Some yes. Pat, I, it was that Adrian Brody? Adrian Brody playing Pat Riley. Love it. Can't wait. So uh, I'm still on board. You know, if you don't want to, you can hop off, of course. I'm not going to make you watch a show you're not enjoying. But, uh, you know, I'm, st- I'm still with it. Well, I got to watch my... Uh... Luca next week. I'll be very busy watching Luca. Yeah, so if you get to it, you get to it. Whatever, don't worry about it. Watch things you like. That's but I don't. I live. don't think I'm being like, no, like I'm I, not being negative for the sake of being. I negative. see plenty of people who who ain't feeling, you know, the style and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know. like, I mean, the, this show really just should be called Everybody Fucks. Because it's it's Jerry Buss waking up in the Playboy Mansion. It's Jerry West banging his wife. It's Magic banging everything. Like, and even in this, like when when Jerry Buss isn't banging, he's talking about banging. He's he's talking to old man oh, Red Auerbach, yeah. who looks like the most curmudgeon of curmudgeon, like in that has ever lived. And he's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, you want to come out to party? I've got the keys to Hef's place." Like. Yeah, like this motherfucker looks like the guy you want to go party with, Jerry Buss. Like, are you a dumb bastard or what? But what kind of curmudgeon is turning down trying to get his dick? Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we? Yo, he like having a good time. He doesn't just want to win, bro. He needs it. Need to win. (laughs) Maybe uh, you know, hanging out with some of those Playboy uh, bunnies. Maybe he'll relax a little bit. It will calm his jangled nerves. Maybe. Then he loses. That's maybe how he loses. We got to see. Yeah, he loses because he didn't fuck. <laughs> oh, so winning time. I'm on board. Joe's not. I do see plenty of mixed things online. So I know uh, none of us are in the minority or anything like that. It's it's. I feel split. It's split pretty evenly. So, uh, you know, if you like it, let us know. Hit us up. I'll keep talking about it. Mm-mm-mm. And that's about it. I mean, I ain't got nothing exciting to talk about. No, I'm with you. So uh, maybe this is a good opportunity for us to hit some music. It is now time for the Big Finish. Big Finish time, Joseph. 
This one's interesting. I don't know. I'm trying to think, and I, we're going to see. Today's big finish, top three athletes you hate to hate. Is there someone on the team that you can't root for, but, you know, you don't, you don't hate that guy as much as you should, even though he's a fucking Brave or a Yankee or something like that? You know? Athletes I hate to hate. Let's see. Here we go. It's a hard one. So I got two of them right off the top of my head. All right. Who do you hate to Who do you like? There are two wonderful Italian men. And I very much enjoyed watching them play baseball over the past couple years. But both of them, Gomez, got traded to the Yankees last year. Oh, no. (laughs) And, of course, I'm talking about Mr. Joey Gallo and Senor Anthony Rizzo. I have always enjoyed these two guys. But then they got traded to the Yankees. And now, like, I cannot cheer for them under any circumstance. And I hate that. Because if there's anything I want, it's to support a nice Italian boy like myself. You know, I basically could be Joey Gallo. How do you know? You've never seen us together in the same place at the same time. But now I can't. Uh, I agree. Uh, Dwayne Wade seems like a very nice man. Seems so nice. He's on TV. I do like him on TV. I think he's good at the studio show and stuff like that. But I can never forgive 2006 finals. What he did to those men. When he became Michael Jordan just overnight. Hitting fucking 40 free throws. What are we doing? Unbelievable. I can't. He's still a piece of shit. Seems like a nice guy. <laughs> seems nice. He seems really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Ooh, uh, I'm trying to think of teams I hate. Who, who's gone to teams that I hate? Because usually our hate is justified, right, Joe? Like, if we hate somebody, they pretty much deserve it, I feel. Yes, like Chipper Jones deserves it. Oh, of course. Because he did things to us. Yeah, like physically. <laughs> like, show me on the starting lineup where he touched you. But I don't know. Like, those are the two that came to mind. and That's great. That's perfect. That's exactly what I was trying to think of when I wrote this down here. But I'm trying to think. And I, you know, I hate people for reasons. I'm trying to think, who, who have I been hard on? Maybe I should have been nicer to that guy. No, like, yeah. I always hated those fucking... Um, those late 2000s Phillies, like fucking Shane Victorino, that little mutant, like fuck him. Like all those, the, all the hate that Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley, like they deserve every single bit of it. I never hated Ryan Howard. Uh, you know, Ryan Howard's all right. The rest of them. Ceci uh, Victorino. And and Jason Worthless. Jason Worthless. Oh, I forgot about that fucking guy. <laughs> oh, that guy, Jason Worthless. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think of, like, someone who hurt someone or, like, in hockey, like, gave, like, a big hit, like, knocked someone out. But it's basically just like a, someone on a rival team. Like, you know, like, I don't give a shit about liking Sidney Crosby. He's fine. But I'm sure a lot of people, you know, they just can't like him. He's a oh, penguin. He's, still, he's a crybaby. He's okay, a he was 18 years old. He's, it's been 18 years ago. And he's still one of the top players in the league. Like, enough is enough. The guy, like, give him his flowers. So that's why I feel like this one's a little hard for me because I, I enjoy greatness. Like, I don't hate on someone you know, you know just who, because. I, here, number you know? three, Alex Ovechkin. Oh, oh, okay. There you go. I get it. Because people he's wanted to rival. compare him to Crosby yeah. for so he's long. A rival for he, Crosby. Was never, he was never on the same page. 
and he's he's probably the best goal scorer in the history of the game. It's amazing. But he does not play the rest of the game. <laughs> like, yes, he's there to score and, and only score. And I hate that he just passed Yarmer Yager on the all-time goal scoring oh, list. Oh, yes, he did. Because that's my list. man. And I really hated that he got a fucking Stanley Cup because I didn't think he should ever have one. And it makes people think he's on Crosby's level and he's not. He's not, but I mean, uh, but that rivalry was good. It's a good thing to have. Oh, yeah, the rivalry sport, was good for the know. game, and you had two. So that's why you had two generational stars at the peak of their powers, basically meeting up in the playoffs every year. One of them getting the best of them just about every single time. Um, but it was just, and people still wanted to be. Oh, Ovechkin plays defense. No, he doesn't. Oh, Ovechkin hits. He only hits because he when takes he, his big hits. He, he takes, takes his, his one big shot and it yeah. makes a highlight reel. And you think yeah. he and it's not. Oh shit! <laughs> and yeah, it was that, so. I it's like fuck you. Like it, it's like the Dave Matthews band. I fucking hate them. But then I hate them even more because I got to listen to fucking other buffoons tell me how great they are. You don't understand the amazing musicians. Okay, good for you. You play the guitar. So there's a lot of other people. <laughs> Fucking Dave Matthews. Oh, Joe, let's wrap this up. Let's uh, let's let's get on home. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following on all the social media at Card Jomez. Remember to do all that. Leave those five star reviews wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Share it with your friends. Come on by and follow all my personal stuff at the Joe Shoes, the Gomez one five four Instagram and Twitter. And if you are a, a really big shuni and want to go the extra mile this week, I am. A, I was a guest on Francine's podcast this week. Eyes up here with Francine. Francine, obviously the queen of extreme from ECW. Honestly, I don't know how you get to listen to this podcast. Uh, I thought it was just going to be out. Apparently right now you have to be a member of her Patreon to listen to it. So I don't know if it's going to be released on her main feed anytime soon. But uh, if you want to go sign up to her Patreon, you could listen to um, her and I talk about the cookies I ate at Disney Springs last week. <laughs> it sounds like you had a good time. I wish I could listen to it. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I, I, I keep looking to see if it got uploaded. And then like when they posted about it, it was like, sign up to the Patreon now. I was like, oh, my God. No, who the fuck is going to sign up to this woman's Patreon just to hear me? I was like, oh, look, she dropped a new episode. Wait, what? I and just... that's the thing. Then she dropped an episode, and it was like a flashback. Yeah, flashback. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know. So I don't know what Francine does. I love her dearly. I hope I want, I hope she's coming to Texas at the end of the month, and I get to see her and, and tell her how much I love her. Um, What's in Texas at the end of the month? WrestleMania. Oh, you, you, you going to WrestleMania? I'm booked. Love to hear it. Someone's got to fight Seth Rollins since this motherfucker didn't sign, apparently. Still waiting for Cody, baby. Still waiting. We'll see. I'm going to dash over to Dallas. <laughs> and, of course, uh, we'll have the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast live 12, uh, nice. the Thursday night, the 31st. So I will, uh, I don't know if I'll be on the show, but I will be in attendance. So come hang out and see me there. Uh, I think the biggest building the boys have ever run. So I don't, 
I think I don't think anybody's expecting a sellout, but we'd like to see as many of you there as possible. Cool. And then, of course, we've got uh, uh, if you've listened to any of the major stuff, FWF Live Three. It's going to be the first time with a live crowd. That'll be in Long Island, New York, in oh, wow. May. Ooh, awesome! That's awesome. So I'll be talking more about that as we get closer. A lot of things coming in the pipeline. I think uh, I think Matt said something on one of the uh, podcasts. Man, might have been this week um, that they're expecting uh, possibly a show SummerSlam weekend. Very so nice. I, I think SummerSlam's in Nashville this year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I don't get a calendar. I just get like a text the day before, like shoes are you in town? Shoes you coming? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> Like, I'll be honest, boozing with the toys, I have never known when it is. I just get a a text pretty much an hour before from Brian saying, yo, you good? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll speak about more of that stuff as we get closer. But otherwise, that's a Moray, cowboy. Peace. One, two, one.